0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, we've gathered here in this digital safe space to meet each other for another friendly chat about our drunken disorderlies, our disordered lives, our disordered personalities, whatever you want, really. I mean, this is for you. Uh, obviously, obviously, as we all know, it is 420 today. I mean, if you didn't know that, all you have to do is take a good look at the gallery, view and you'll get a pretty good idea of what we're talking about. Um, so let me see if I can reach this here. Oh yeah, there we go. Get a little bit of red eye going on here. Um, we have excellent guests as always. We're going to be talking to him in a minute, but I'd like to introduce to you my my co-hosts and uh, absolute level people. So just uh, look up, look way up. I mean, know that's my line, Whoa, but uh, you're going to see my friend Lars.
1: I didn't see you down there, Bob. Wow, it's not too often I'm taller than and, and I'm higher than you, maybe two ways right now. It's a pleasure. Yeah, to probably, hear. probably. Happy, happy four twenty, gentlemen. This is, uh, this is pretty – this is interesting. I was thinking today, usually it's we tell our favorite drunk and disorderly stories. So in my head, it was like, are we going to celebrate 420 with high and disorderly stories? But I'm not sure that high and disorderly stories are a thing because do people get super high and fight? That's not like – that's the well, you opposite can be pretty, You
0: can be pretty disorderly. You can be pretty disorderly just from getting stoned. I promise you that.
1: Weird. Oh, there he but, is. I mean,
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I don't usually fight. I just look for the Doritos. I mean, if it's the battle between me and the cellophane, then yeah, I usually win. But
1: Right. So just to let you know, uh, we should probably all let each other. Maybe this is a sponsor. We're not technically sponsored. This isn't a paid sponsorship. I bought this from, this is from Honeypot. I did the curbside service. I ordered online, then I went and picked it up. Uh, this is just called Daily Special, which is, I think, just their cheap sativa maybe they're shake it's just a can of shake THC levels uh look pretty solid um, I'm smoking out of a uh classic high school convenience store pipe mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah! what are you guys working with
0: well I uh I guess I'm like hopelessly old school um I just have a dude deliver shit to my house because he's a buddy of mine and that makes more sense to me. Um, But I I like to rock. I'm going to give a shout out to this company because they're pretty awesome. Uh, Red Eye Glass. So take a look right there at the little logo. That's Red Eye Glass. They make some pretty solid products, man. And this one here is my go-to weapon of choice. Little pocket pal. The the protective case came for free and they gave me a sticker, you know, because who doesn't like stickers when you're gnarled?
1: We have Uh, shared that. We've shared that pipe many a time. Yes. Yeah,
0: indeed. It's good. It's a good one, man. It works well. It does the job.
1: And of course, one of the people that we've shared that with is our other co-host. To my Absolutely. left, right, to my right. Tre- Am I
2: still over here? Are you going to send me the rope?
1: Here we go. Here, ready? You okay,
2: that? ready? Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> there we go yeah if you're listening to this right now you
1: have no idea what we're doing but uh we have a four square arrangement of us and we're passing joints and passing pipes and bongs through the camera through our virtual reality lockdown isolation world right now
2: if you're listening you are imagining exactly what you need to imagine right um thank you thank you for passing the torch fucking stone right yes the stone bunch i think they called it
1: Maybe tonight we make the uh, the the bong is like the conch, you know the the whoever's talking. Yeah, well, because
2: because then when I pass it, it becomes something else. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm got I've got the limelight here. Um, look out for the limelight, folks. This stuff is uh, careful. Intense, yeah.
0: What is it? Hybrid yeah, we, yeah.
2: sativa. No, it's just sativa, but it's over twenty percent. THC, so like, I right. like it's, bring put on your mitts. Like, this is not for your everyday. This is not for you know. This is like careful on your four twenty
0: if you're not a typical junior. Yeah, my buddy brought me this stuff called uh, what death bubba or something like that the other day. I don't know. I think I've heard it of that. It lived up to its. It lived up to its name. That's for sure.
2: Um, red eye. I believe their slogan is, "I know people in high, I know high people in places."
0: I think. Nice. I'm not sure, but it sounds like it makes sense. I mean, it makes yeah. as much sense as anything else does right now.
2: Took took me a minute there. That will be the limelight kicking in. Excellent. Um, but I would, I'm really excited for today because it's 420, because we always do a show on a holiday. It always seems like our shows land on holidays. We always get thematic, which is great because half the show's written for us. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really excited to bring our boy here, P.T. Cruiser,
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Uh, as he's commonly referred to. Yes. Uh, but it's super cool. Uh, reached out and uh, got him on the show. And I know that you and Bob are going to... Have lost talk about.
3: It. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm excited
2: and, to be here. I was I listened to the podcast the other
3: day, so it's it's funny. Then you messaged me like three days later. So what, what oh, episode? <laughs> so just our last one.
0: Nice.
3: <laughs> no, I tried to listen to one from a while ago. Uh, that was when you guys did it live. So it's just curious. Like a random up. one. Yeah, random. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes.
0: That's okay. serendipitous. That's awesome. Paul, yeah, so. of course,
1: uh, Paul, of course, is an incredible stand-up comedian, actor, host, co-host of an, an, another great podcast called High on Trees with his co-host yeah. Natish Sakuja that they tape out of Corner Comedy Club. Yeah. Are you guys doing those still or like it remotely right now? Yeah, Natish and I will still do it. So obviously we don't have a live audience,
3: but then we still we still sometimes do a live, but we don't record our live. And uh, we still record a podcast every week, but it's just us. And maybe somebody will join us, you know? Gotcha. It's different. We've had live audience for 75 episodes, right?
1: So it's crazy, the dynamic. But I'm excited. I like it. I like the change, you know? Change is right. good, donkey. And it looks like uh, you're quite the artist, too. I knew that. I knew you were a painter. What are you working with behind you there?
2: Yeah, what
3: did you now, just uh, there,
1: airport What's that?
2: <laughs> what, what, what thievery do you have behind you? <laughs> So right now, yeah,
3: I, I'm not, no, we can't do stand up or anything. So my main focus right now is just painting. So I'm painting for hours every day. This one, I'm trying to work on like Roman architecture and the human body. So I just did a giant, uh, giant orgy here in a pantheon. I don't know if I keep it sideways. Is there a way to flip it? Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. So this is, it's pretty big. I can't get the whole thing. But yeah, it's, it's real graphic. Take us, in for some,
1: take us in for some close-ups and describe what's happening to the people listening. So that's it right there, right? Uh,
3: as you can see, you know, like some nice architecture. We got uh, like some tiger prints up there. And then we got the pillar here, you know, even as you go in, my details. Like you see the guy's face and there's a girl, big old tits and a peacock trying to smash. God. This girl's licking this guy's balls. These girls, you know what I'm saying? uh this you got medusa this girl got all these statues just like booty and even like the animals are getting it in you know elephants hyenas lots of work to go there's a lot of work to go
1: it's beautiful man everyone's having such a great time that's the nice thing about that picture everyone's just enjoying themselves exactly it's
2: like well, i knew, I was, knew that right. was
1: I knew
3: it was going to take a while to paint that. And I was just like, whatever, I had that idea. So I was like maybe painting it for two months. And then this whole thing happened. And it's just so ironic that I'm painting a giant picture of a bunch of people touching when we were not supposed to touch. So. <laughs> Serendipitous as well, you know? Right.
0: No, no, man. That's, that's therapy. That's therapy. If you can't get out there and join the orgy, at least you can paint one at home. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. That's really what it is.
1: So eloquent. That's the sound bite of the night right there, big Bob. If you, you can't, can't yeah. you know you what can I say? Out, them out, them out, of the, out of the out of the
0: mouths of giants, you know, what can I say? So yeah. So Paul, let's that's before we get into, into what you know, painting orgies, chronic masturbation, yada yada yada. Let's yeah. let's let's just I want to get a little bit let's get to know you a little bit here for our for at home audience who may not be as familiar with you. So where'd you grow up? What do you do? I mean, we know you're a comedian, we know you're a fantastic artist. And we know you're into orgies, so yeah. that's a good start. Yeah, you're gonna go on real well with our fans because that's pretty much what our fans are into. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's pretty much full staff. Go on. Talking. Yeah, so that's good.
3: So basically, I guess where it all started was just like having friends that played hockey. They were always down to like run trains, and then like I, I you know, I started having friends that were rappers and like sold drugs, and they're also ironically down to run trains. So. I guess the whole orgy thing started, kind of probably started just with my friends who played hockey and my friends who sold drugs. know, yeah. that's, that's what I started. Is, is that what you meant? Like, where did
0: I start orgies or where did I start my life? Uh, actually, it doesn't matter. That's a great segue, so it makes no difference. For those of you at home who, who aren't, or aren't hip or urban enough to know, running trains is just another word for straight orgies, okay? So don't worry. We got you covered. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was being a little more colloquial. I was just you know generally speaking, Paul. But that's okay if you want to talk about your <laughs> aberrant sex life for the rest of the episode. That's fine with me too. That doesn't bother no. me. You can't shock me, right? Like you know. I know.
3: I know. I don't know. No, I'm just joking. Well, I'm not joking, but. Um, <laughs> <like, I'm> okay, <joking. laughs> we can. <we> can't. <laughs> you know, not uh, I'm smoking. I didn't say what I was smoking. I'm smoking Astro Pink. Nice.
1: Which oh, which
3: nice. is a sponsor, but. But I do like them. And I'm also smoking these things, these Fukushima. Have you guys ever had one of these Fukushima moon rockets?
1: I've seen those before. Those are, like, every type of weed, all, all like, there. it's magical. Yeah. It's, explain like
3: it. A giant joint, a giant joint of really good weed. It's dipped into shatter or oil, right, of really good shatter oil. It's spun wow. around. And then it's rolled in a bunch of crystals. Wow. And
2: that's... That's what that's you get. To an orgy.
3: That's a that's... product
0: for the that's a product for the crack smokers of weed. It's like, yeah, no man, it's such like a dick for a moon rocket. Woo, yeah, exactly. Orgy fest. like that's amazing. I love yeah. that. That's great. That's
1: classic human shit right there. Humans, we just can't leave well enough alone. We always no. have like we have no. to level up and level up and level up and level up. Like we we. We couldn't just chill and smoke a big fucking rocket of a joint. We're like, what if we dipped it in this? What if we dipped it in this? What if we dipped it? What if we added blue too? Jesus!
0: Absolutely, man. Like my buddy has one of those, one of those, um, those you know, Cheech and Chong shatter machines. It's like you know, looks like a Rube Goldberg machine made out of glass, and <laughs> yeah, you, know, you hold the blowtorch to it, like the one I have on the shelf behind me over there, and just kind of, you know, you heat it up till it's super hot, and then you touch the dabs out of it. And you know, honestly, it's cool, but it's way too potent, man. Like yeah, you get way too. I don't too know. You, you rip like two or three of those, and you better not have fucking plans. Like drinking two bottles of Nightwell and hit yourself in the face with a ball peen hammer. You're just done for the fucking day. That's it. Like, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's true, Lars, what you're saying. Absolutely. Sometimes, man, the potency of the shit we do, we, do, we don't we do leave well enough alone. You're absolutely right. It's like no. mixing liquors together. Like, everyone thinks, like, yeah, we'll do one shot of this, one shot of that, and one drink of this, and we'll smoke some of that, and then we'll do a little bit of this. That never works, man. That's, like, the wrong solution, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it's you I think it's also, stuff, yeah, it's it's also stuff. so good. It's so good. But, you know, that's the dichotomy of life, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, as bad I as could it have is, just and, it. yeah. Paul, um, I have a question. What would you normally be doing on 420? Did you have any kind of 420 r- routine or tradition, show-wise or event-wise? Yeah, generally,
3: there's it's it's one of the most busiest days of the year for me, and uh, yeah, I, everyone's saying they miss it. Like my birthday was eight days ago, so St. Peter. Hey, happy birthday! That.
0: Happy belated eight.
3: there, yeah, buddy. Thank you. So everyone's like saying the same thing as kind of like right now they're like oh man sorry that you have to be inside and stuff and I'm like are you kidding me it's 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 amazing having a birthday inside was incredible i might get a hotel in Oshawa next year to do the same thing i swear to god it's amazing you just get to sit in your room all day and get high and people just tell you Bridges in the swa. you know good things about you that's it it's amazing
2: and oh, this man, right
3: now awesome ego fluffing too that's great that's it, yeah, you know, so it's amazing. It's a warm feeling of a day, and then, yeah, right now, yeah, usually I'd be doing, like, five or six shows. I think last year I did, like, seven shows, you know, so I like that right now. I'm just able to just be high, and I'm, I'm playing NHL A Pro, NHL 12 for PS3, the Bea Pro mode. Nice. You have to be so stoned to play that they don't let you switch it to five minute periods. It has to be full twenty minute periods. And when you're not you playing, you watch thing, yeah. from the bench. That's how realistic it is. Do you right. know how high you have to be? It's crazy. On your you off, you can days,
1: On your on the off days, you got to hit the gym and you got to make phone calls to your wife back home. It's literally like
3: that. I got a, I, I, I like got too many penalties in game and I got a
0: letter from the owner.
1: Right. You know? <laughs> I just got. Oh, like a, so sorry. So sorry about your real door.
0: The mini-game that I want to see attached with that is how you shift money to your Zurich bank account to keep it away from your ex-wife so you don't have to pay your child support and shit like that. Yeah. That's the one I want. Like, I you know. have two bimbos, one under each arm, and you're like, fuck that shit, I ain't paying the bitch. Zurich, yeah, yeah. you know? For sure. But this you is only 2012, keep Swiss in mind. to fucking get
3: through the deal. Right. This is, I'm only playing 2012, right? Because I just have the PS3. So, I don't know. NHL 20, you might be able to, like, Fuck your wife's sister and just be full on like dirtbag, you know, just like classic hockey beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. You know,
2: encourage your son
3: to drink at 14, like let buy alcohol for your 14 year old son and all his friends. You can be the cool dad (laughs) just playing in the NHL one shift a week.
1: And then at the end of your career, when you retire, you start to have concussion syndrome. So you got to deal with all the depression and anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. And bipolar, and you got you got to divorce because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me out of this game, man.
0: Yeah. Man, I've always thought I've always thought that hockey players are great. It's one of the it's one of the few like, one of the few pro sports in the world, or we're pretty much any celebrity status. We're the like crazed toothless guy. Isn't actually a hobo, you know right. what I mean? Right, like normally it's like you go to the baseball diamond and you see a toothless guy, he's asking you for change. You go to the hockey stadium, you see a toothless guy, he's signing your shirt, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, totally different, amazing, love it.
3: I, I mean, think I don't it's talk probably,
0: all about hockey, but I love it.
3: It's probably the only profession that would get away with that look, you know? Mm. Absolutely, I'm trying to think of another one.
1: Maybe boxer. And like, and even
3: boxer, they're going to say, get it figured out. You know, like if, if Floyd Mayweather was missing a few teeth,
1: we wouldn't let right. him talk the way he talks. True. Do you know if what I mean? Don't. Yeah. You, if, if you're a boxer without teeth, you look like an unsuccessful boxer.
0: Exactly. Gonna say, yeah. Pro fighters, pro fighters who have all kinds of scars on their face and are missing teeth and shit aren't pro fighters for very long. <laughs> right. That's, That's right. Nice yeah. Like, I'm not a pro fighter. But look at this pretty face. They might be yeah. a little brown, but they're all mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That
0: means my win ratio is a lot higher than my loss ratio, you know? Yeah.
1: 100%. I'd like to do a quick, uh, quick shout-out. Uh, as you know, a lot of bars and restaurants are are struggling because they don't have in-person clientele, but a lot of them are still yeah. doing takeout. out So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm drinking a bone shaker from one of our usual local haunts. Bob, you've been there. Trev, you and I are yep, there usually right. multiple times per week. Uh, but Urban House, right on, near the corner of uh, Broadview and Queen, right Right. the Swarma Joint. Just Shout out to Urban, Urban House. House. So, yeah, they're open every day, 4 till 11 for takeout, uh, including beer takeout. With yeah. with food orders. I think legally they have to serve you food and
0: no, food. actually it's kinda cool. It's kinda cool. They they gave a, a special dispensation to bars because of this whole pandemic thing. Normally normally walking out of a bar with beer to go is like straight verboten. Like that's against the law. But right. but because because people can't go out, can't do anything, they've actually cut the slack on that a little bit. Really? And I, I, think, I think that's kind of cool because that's sort, yeah. of a gateway, that's sort of a gateway to letting us do that forever. And I kind of hope they figure that out because, yeah. frankly, nothing says awesome. Like getting ready to leave the bar and say, oh, shit, man, uh, I need a six-pack of roadies, you know? That's awesome.
1: Right. And it's ridiculous that they're like, oh, we have tons that we could sell you. But they're like, no. But they totally yeah. That that you should be able to do that.
0: I've always thought that our drinking laws are fucking draconian anyway. I've always thought that the way we sell liquor and the way we manage liquor in this country is just Mm -hmm. it's very it's very pathetic. It's super Puritan for no particular reason.
1: But look at this look at this now. If you think about this situation, we're nobody's allowed to like for the most part, there's a bunch of people that can't work, but it's way easier to get booze and it's way easier to get weed. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. What a world we live in. Trev you had yeah, that, that us can'
0: fucking afford it anymore because we're all not working we're all broke as fuck. Yeah. so it's like, oh great <laughs> right. it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the essentials
1: have been pared down quite a bit, yeah, so you can count them on one hand now. So normally this is uh, most of these episodes we get into a little bit of storytelling. Somebody shares a crazy fucked up story. Most times the guests would be telling their craziest drunk and disorderly story, yeah, uh, so. Paul, you can do that. Uh, I can do that. Or you can skew a crazy party. Maybe it's a weed themed party or a crossover of weed and, and booze. I have
3: weed stories. I have some crazy, drunken, disorderly stories. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter.
1: It can be whatever,
0: whatever. You know.
1: Well, what were you no, thinking? No, no, that's Rob? the
0: thing, Paul. It's whatever you want, my man. This is your life, your story. We're here to um, listen to you, and then I'm going to talk with you about it here i'll tell a
3: weed one okay just because you said weed yeah. I'll, I'll tell a weed one i had another one in mind Maybe we can do that one after but i will tell a weed one uh this is the first one that came to mind so like two or three years ago me and who i do my podcast with Natisha kudra we went on tour so we went all across canada went to bc and stuff like that and we drove both ways and when we left toronto and we were on our way to bc we took everything with us like i was It was very paranoid at points because we had a lot of blow, we had tons of acid, mushrooms, like pounds of you did a fear and loathing trip. I see, okay, right. Well, that's always how we are, like, that's how we people expect that when they book us at shows, they know that we do lots of drugs, you know, and not just weed, right? So, anyways, um, so we we were just doing drugs the whole time and then our last show was in Vancouver and our plan was afterwards when we were done to drive back to Toronto in one go but it was just (laughs) me and him and I don't drive right so we ended up doing that full drive in 55 hours we took two breaks to take a one hour nap I didn't drive and he just drove the entire time and when we had 10 hours left in the drive we had um we had, we were down to like well, all of the drugs was done and we were down to our last joint and the tish likes to smoke huge blunts like i said literally he always smokes half quarter blunts that's all he smokes all day so i even said i was like let's break that up into 5.5s, or you know what i mean something and like make it last And he was like no this is it we'll smoke it and then we're done we gotta wait 10 hours so it's nighttime. I forget where we were 10 hours away from Toronto, at least. Right. And, uh, we smoked the joint and we put it out the window and we're like, all right, that's it. Let's buckle in. 10 minutes later, we see the cherries and we're like, all right, we're getting pulled over. And we got pulled over a few times in that trip and it was not good. But this time we're like, whatever. Cause we know for once we actually don't have anything in the car. So the guy showed up and he was like, you know, uh, I forget why he pulled us over. And he's like, just to let you know right away when the, like, the window came down, he was like, I smell the marijuana in the vehicle. I can have the car impounded if there's any more. And we're like, well, there isn't. So take your time, look around, there's not. And he was like, well, I could have the car taken away even just for the shake in the vehicle. And we're like, no, we're we're fine. There's nothing in the car, right? So he runs our licenses. He comes back. He goes, okay. And we told him everything. We're comedians. We've been driving for 40 hours. He goes, I know your situation, so I'm just going to let you go because obviously you need to get home and you need to sleep. But just to let you know one more time, I should be taking the car away because of the shake that's in the vehicle. And we're literally so cocky because we know we have nothing. We're like, what shake? And this guy takes the flashlight shines it down and we look at our feet and there's literally three ounces of shake. Cause that's where we've been rolling joints for a month straight. We're not even thinking. And are both of us, our reaction, literally we just looked at each other. We're both like, Oh, shit. Like the most stoner oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we drove away. We drove away for five minutes, made sure he was gone, and then we rolled up more weed and continued on. I found an ecstasy pill down there, too. It was sick, so we did actually have drunk <laughs> on <gone> up.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, went from Fear and Drug. Loathing to, to uh, Super Troopers super and then back to Fear and Loathing. Right.
0: Oh, that's bloody fantastic, man. That's bloody fantastic I know exactly what yeah. that's like too you're in the car you know I was on tour with bands for a long time and you know one of the things we used to do again same thing always just wrecked constantly right. carrying way too much shit with us you know the, the one time I guess was pretty excessive we were, we were we were doing rails off the fucking dashboard while going down the highway right and my buddy was my buddy's like grab the wheels so I can do one he's doing like a buck ten and you know those little those little corrugated bridges over like creeks and shit you find all over like rural <laughs> Ontario and stuff and you they have that right. little bump like you hit the patch where the bridge starts and the car goes boom boom you know and then you're on the bridge yeah. well we hit that at a buck ten and he's leaned over like this and I'm reaching across him holding the steering wheel and the car goes woo and starts losing direction but I, mean, I don't know we could have killed ourselves a hundred times on that trip just being ludicrous like that you know just ridiculous I was thinking when you said, when the cops were like, well, why'd you pull us over? My first thought was, well, I don't know. You've been driving for 50 hours. So I'm sure there are no key signs here. Like, you know, <laughs> the guy in the car would be like, it's bad country. That didn't put yeah, you yeah. in, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, exactly. Good.
1: You guys, he hit a bump doing a bump.
0: Yeah, it almost killed him. <laughs> right?
1: This is the same, uh, guy, who, it this the
0: same guy who three weeks later lost his license and his corporate car, the, the company van. Because he backed into a cop car after driving Ford into a parked uh, 18-wheeler. So the cops were following him nice and slow. and He didn't see them behind him because he's completely fucked. Comes around a corner. There's a fucking 18-wheeler parked on the side of the road. It's just a residential street in some fucking town. He slams into the back of this fucking parked truck. I mean, how do you miss a fucking 18-wheeler? 18-wheeler? I don't know, man. But anyway, oh, he misses yeah. it. And then he goes, oh, shit, i got to get out of here. So he drops it in reverse and slams down the pedal, reverses right back into the cop car sitting behind him. So oh, no. he's in a corporate company car, you know. He works for some cleaning service or something. They have these, you know, these, like, white vans with logos. Anyway, so anyway, we get this call from our buddies, like, yeah, I can't pick you up at the festival because my car got impounded and I'm in jail for the weekend. And I'm like, is this your call? Like you're, you're calling, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I figured I better let you know." And I'm like, well, "I don't care. Well, that's good. Thanks. We'll get a ride. Don't worry." Like, why are you calling me? And he goes, oh because uh, the bass player has the rest of my stash." And I'm like, "Are you sitting in a police station?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "Click, just hang up the phone." Right. Nice. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, man?" Like. But talking about stoned weed stories, it's funny, I just remembered, Lars, where you, where you are right now in Laughing Viking Studio, I have a story about that building. Before Me, you too, actually. Me too, actually. Me too, actually. Interesting, interesting.
1: Uh, I just, w- before we get into that, I wanna say, speaking of bass players, uh, we have one of the world's best here, I gotta shout him out, my brother from New York City. Yeah! Ooh. Bring him on, I'm gonna unmute him. Yeah, uh, buddy. If he wants to unmute. So now this is an international 420 show right now. Uh, what up, Chris, a.k.a. Bumpus Ballfields. Welcome, welcome.
2: Nice. There he goes. I can't see him. 20 on
0: 420.
3: That's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's right. Rumble Stiltkin. Rumble Foreskin. Here we are.
1: Right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Your, your audio is very low. Um, we can barely hear you. There uh, he is. Yeah! I mean, he's in the front
2: lines, the depths. It's hard It's hard to get the messages out of there. They're cutting the wires.
1: Right, yeah. It, right? So, so Paul, uh, Chris is, Chris lives in New York City. His place is a block literally across the street from Madison Square Garden. So he's in like the oh, wow. epicenter of all this right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at my Instagram
3: later and I, I sneak out every couple of days every day for a couple of hours and take pictures of the empty city but there's nobody out every business is closed I mean it's just really utility utility workers and uh, you know food food places like you know restaurants some some restaurants and grocery stores but there's, there's it's nobody. crazy
2: because that's what it's pretty much like for us but we're we're on such a low density that just for you to see it there, it's just unreal. Like it's just
0: yeah. I, no, I, I pictures today of places that I've never seen the neon signs burned off. ever.
2: You know? Right. <laughs> Crazy. Like,
3: years I've never seen like you know even on uh, like the what we call it New Year's Day. There's more. There's more traffic on the streets than there is right now.
0: Like, nothing,
3: wow. Nothing wow. Can be open. You know, just select select coffee
0: coffee and food shops and that's it there's nothing Crazy. else open. it's amazing you know, it's, it's like, amazing in times of terror like this in times of absolute fear and adversity you know the little things you notice like the emptiness of public places you wouldn't really realize that until you were you know in somewhere where there's always a thousand people and there's like nobody yeah you know, that's when it becomes super bizarre i mean i had the same experience the other day i was at Is at the park near where I live. It's a, it's a dog walking. Arrest him. Yeah. Well, they almost did. They showed up on a fucking quad and told me you can't sit on this park bench.
2: To which I laughed and said, "If you stop to get your breath for a second, they'll jump on you."
0: To which I laughed and said, "Yeah, but to arrest me, you've got to touch me, and I might be sick."
1: Nice. Nice. The guy fucked off.
0: Yeah, you throw it down on him. Right. I was like, "Come on, I'll just lick my hands a little bit." and then we'll we'll wrestle yeah he was like no i'm good fuck off and i was like exactly beat it but uh it's weird though like i said the place is fucking it's a ghost town man ghost town so i can only imagine a location like madison square gardens where there's absolutely nobody in in new york city downtown you know those iconic pictures you see of hundreds of thousands of people walking through times square and shit like that and now there's mm -hmm. fucking like you know one hobo jerking off by himself. It's crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no, there's more than be. one hobo. There's there's way more than one hobo jerking off still.
0: I, I don't oh, know. I, only, I was going right. to say, I only count the ones that are jerking off. So as long as there's more than one, then I guess we're okay.
1: Right. So, Bob, you wanted to tell, uh, were you going to tell a weed
0: story? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, it's actually kind of a weird, it's a rock and roll weed story, so I guess it's pretty classic. Yeah. I was working at the office, I was working at the Opera House at the time. I worked there for a number of years as their as one of their security, and eventually became like their sort of you know most senior security guy for a little while before I fucking found better and brighter things or just well that's not other things. So I was working the show. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Biohazard. No. no. Yeah. They're they're a metal band. They're pretty cool, but they're just – you know, they're a metal band. They're all right. Awesome, guys. And – oh, sorry, we got a text in there, and I have to respond to it. No, actually, it's a hell of a lot better when they are jerking each other off because then it's a team effort, and it's also brevity, and we like brevity on this show. So back to the story. Um, I was working this event, and Biohazard was playing – and this woman shows up at the front and asks to talk to someone who, you know, it has some authority. And I was like, well, I guess that's me. What do you want? And she says, look, I work for a, a, a magazine publication. I'm not even sure if they're still in, in publication anymore, called Rue Morgue. And Rue Morgue used to have their offices basically right downstairs where you live. Where the studio is now, where where, where Revival Lab is now. And they had the Prohibition? Yeah, exactly. It was a very different layout inside at the time. There was stairwells going upstairs. It was a big, wide open space down there. Mm -hmm. And they were a gothic horror magazine. So the whole place was full of like weird suits of armor and like creepy vampire, you know, paraphernalia and all this cool shit. But anyway, it just so happened that they were hosting a cannabis cup party that night. So she says to me, if you can get the band to come after the show to this party, I'll let you and your security dudes in for free. I said, yeah, okay, sure, I'll give it a shot. So I went backstage. All I had to say, I mean, these are rock stars, right, rock and rollers. All I had to say was, goth girls, cannabis cup. Boom. Guys are like, fuck yeah, we'll go, let's do this thing, right? So, uh, we went we went to this party after the show, and it was wild, man. They had they had servers walking around with trays full of rolled joints and hash cookies and stuff like that, and they just walk up to you and be like, "Here you go." And I was like, "Well, how much is this?" And she's like, "Uh, so here you go." So. Of course, I've got like joints between all my fingers and I'm brownies <laughs> under my armpit, right? I'm like, okay, woo, you know, <sighs> I went to the bar, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like a, I don't know, what do you got? You got beer? She's like, no, we of beer. I'm like, uh, you got whiskey? She's like, no, we of whiskey. I'm like, okay, well, I'll have a rum and coke. She's like, we don't have any coke. And I'm like, okay, well, how about you just pour me a rum and coke, pretend there's coke in it, and just keep pouring the rum. So I walked away with like a pint of rum, you know two joints behind each ear fucking fistful of brownies ended up partying on the roof with a bunch of like crazy stone stripper chicks on this rooftop patio getting wasted till like, you know, six o'clock in the morning. When finally a uh, cruiser pulls up and starts asking nice. questions. So this is well before they made, made shit legal, right? About the enormous Colombian cloud, just rolling off the rooftop and out of this building, like, People must have smoked like 50 pounds of fucking weed in this building. And then, in the, you know, in the course of the, the, the you know, seven or eight fucking hours this party was going on, it was utterly crazy, right? So we decided that that the, the band needed to go and get some food and shit. And so we hung out for a bit longer. And the only place open nearby that I could get us into was fucking Jilly's, the strip club in the corner. Oh, good Lord.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, <laughs> For whatever weird fucking reason, whatever weird fucking reason, the the lead singer of the band ordered meatloaf at a fucking strip joint? I don't know, man. And then then Meatloaf himself showed up, didn't he? No. No, the weirdest part is, the guy started fucking choking. Like, he literally started choking on this fucking shit, because we're fucked, and I'm sitting across the room looking at him, he's like, is that dude, like, is he coughing, or is he, no, no, he's choking. So I walk over and I I don't know, I know I have first aid training, but when in that wasted your, your medical knowledge comes second to your impulse. So I just kind of picked him up and manhandled him really roughly. And I guess it Heimlich worked because he kind of barfed this meatloaf up onto the floor next to the stripper and did not choke to death. So I got to go to an amazing party. I picked up like four girls, phone numbers, two of which I slept with, two of which were too weird to deal with. And Okay. Got to save a rock star from choking on a meatloaf at a strip club. Hell yeah! Save. It was a pretty good afternoon, all t- all told. Pretty good evening, you know, all told. Fuck
3: yeah!
1: And after all that, the guy picked it up and then just ate it. I'll show you meatloaf.
0: Fuck yeah! That would have been pretty hardcore, but no, he did not. I mean, I probably would have respected him less if he had. To be yeah. fair. But... then again, Jilly's is a strange place in the world too. One of my ex-girlfriends who, who was a, a pretty serious um, you know cyclist chick, if you know what I'm saying, she, uh, she used to call the place her living room because she hung out there so much, you know selling drugs and doing yeah doing strange things so all places to call your living room. Yeah, yeah, weird.
3: Yeah
2: Paul, you said you had an interaction with that building as well at some point? what's that you, I don't you had see like you a story about that building or
3: like a probe or something Oh, i did i did no i was just gonna say that uh actually because I, I thought you were talking about laughing vikings directly because the oh, first yeah. time i ever did a, the first time i ever did a self-tape with laughing vikings um i was just doing my podcast and i forget what happened but I don't know. We the show the show was sold out. Long story short, it's a small venue, right? And like it gets the most hot box I've ever seen anything get hot box. It's like at our podcast, and we were smoking some crazy weed. And I think we had some edibles dropped off. Like we we always get like people that give us amazing medicated stuff. So we had this like this one company, Hangry Empanadas, actually dropped some stuff off. and They have medicated, it. and they're too good. So you just keep eating it. Long story short, I remembered. Oh yeah, I have a self tape and at Laughing Vikings, and it was at like 1045, cause you got Trevor to stick around. And I never met Trevor before. And oh, yeah. uh, it was for Star Trek. It was for Star Trek, so I was like, oh man, you pulled a, You pulled a favor for me. My agent kept being like, no, trust me. And she was saying, you know, you gotta go with Lars and stuff. So I'm like, okay. So then uh, we ended up doing it, and I, long story short, I was just so high. But there's there's no punchline, I just remember. Cause from Trevor's point of view, maybe it's a normal story. From my point of view, it's like I didn't realize how high I was until like I was in, in there, and there's a camera on, and I was
2: like, I'm like I might fuck this up. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm well, way like it was way too like, high to vouch for that. I mean that's totally true. I just thought by calling it out, it would make it like way more. Like I didn't know if I calling it out, then the tape could not be done after that. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really- and, Like we just we just have to get what we can get, and you kept being like it was not a good take, and I'm like. I think it's as good as we're going get, man.
1: <laughs> it's, it's funny that you bring oh, that God. up because we all go to the same gym. Or we, previous to all this, we were we were members at home. Yeah. And one, uh I think it was the day after, Trev and I were walking back from the gym, and I asked him. I was like, "Oh, how had the tape go?" And he's like, <laughs> he's like "Oh, it went great. I was like super blasted." I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right, Paul." And, and I think I even said. I think I know. I think you maybe you had messaged me to say that you were on the way from the show and you you like you might have even mentioned. Nutisha said that too he, on the way. He's been on the way and be like, just so you know, I'm pretty high. I'm like, that's totally fine, whatever. Yeah. I was like, I was like,
3: there there's like pretty high where you're like, haha, I did it pretty high. Right. This was yeah. like yeah. for the first time like since I high depressed. school, you know, like since high school that like I just want to push that like reverse button this was a stupid idea you don't you smoke weed before class and then you're sitting in class and like you smoked five minutes before class and weed peaks at about 15 minutes so like you're like okay i got this and then you're in class and you start being like i'm tripping
2: balls like those, I can't those early days when like you start just started at school and you started smoking as well so yeah you're just riding that roller coaster in that wrong class
3: oh yeah and it just feels like intense and you feel like you're fucking something up and like i that's how i felt i felt like i was like at school like i was like oh no i'm fucking this up and i'm thinking my agent's gonna be pissed and shit like why would i if i told my agent i got too high to do it she'd say lol that would be the end of it that would be that text you know like why would she care but i don't know
1: well, you oh, definitely when, when i first right.
0: met these guys when i first met these guys we're doing we were doing a theater production and a couple of rehearsals i showed up for I was coming off of a long, long, like, you know, double shifts, triple shifts, doing enough of uh, certain things all back and forth, smoking, and drinking, and railing, and whatever.
1: And I yeah. show up and it's
0: like, okay, well, today we're going to do a fight scene. So, Bob, do you think you can carry this guy around? And I'm like, well, I've been doing that for 48 hours. I guess I can do it again. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. But a few times, absolutely, I know exactly what you're saying. It feels like the spotlight's on you, right? You know? Yeah. That split second, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can fucking do this, right? you got to fall back into your own sort of neutral behaviors at that point totally right? and the thing is too like i i smoke weed every day but like i'm not saying like
3: me and a tish are different and a lot of people are different we're like I, I like i can't smoke weed and do normal things When i'm smoking weed i have to be aware like i still get really high i don't get high where like i can manage it do you know what i mean so like yeah i haven't left the house in like a week and a half, two weeks. And that's not so much for just social distancing as it is right now. I'm just getting so stoned all day that I'm legit too scared to be in society. Like I tried <laughs> I to go for a walk. I go. that's, like, I go across a lot of our listeners. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like, because I, I tried to go for a walk like a week and a half ago and I felt like I was gonna lose My heart started beating. I felt like everyone was looking at me. I didn't know they were doing the pots and pans. So all of a sudden everybody started going, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. ding. Ding, 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 ding. i thought we were fucking about to go mad max i was tripping balls i was like i'm not leaving the house anymore
2: fuck this <laughs> cat smash catch to someone being like people are fucked like everyone's crazy what the hell's going on right <laughs> my
0: That's friend a nurse my friend is a nurse basically said to me you know, the pots and pans things and is nice and all that shit but i worked the night shift yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So I'm right. fucking, so, no, and she's like, so I'm getting home from my long shift trying to save people's lives in the hospital and go to bed, and all my idiot neighbors are standing on their balconies banging pots and fucking pans. Yeah. Like, listen, why don't you save your weaponized autism for something that fucking counts? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know? I, I, made yeah, a post,
1: yeah. uh, I made a post the other day, like, along the same veins. Like, it was like, I'm I'm all for supporting frontline workers. Yeah,
0: like, me too, yeah. 100%. Oh.
1: like, my post was like but you've had time to learn an instrument you know like come out and play a fucking tune or do Imagine a harmonica that. like do something not just like you bang a pot and pan like a barbarian just yeah 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 like come on it's a big like, arcane like a... when does that end like when does that end
3: when and then does i'm that
1: an asshole end? i'm an asshole for calling that like if i'm like oh fuck you this yes a pandemic and then i no, i'm the asshole yeah, just so you know that, Jeff.
0: Uh, <laughs> right. Lars. You were Lars. You were <laughs> always right. an asshole. I mean, now yeah. you're just advertising. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone is
1: free to do anything they want, and and I don't really pass judgment on it. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of like beneficial things to be doing, you could like up your game a little bit. If all <laughs> <they were. laughs> like, on the
2: news they like said like, yeah, I love it. They're like, yeah, it's great. Like the support is awesome. It's like they have to say that. Like I'm sure yeah that all the people trying to sleep off their shift
0: are like well, wait, yeah, or, or the
1: answer or the answer is we should have been doing this all the time and we should just do it more and at different times for different people.
0: Like, that's right. Yeah. It's three know. o'clock in the afternoon. Solidarity like for commentary. garbage workers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ten o'clock at night. Solidarity for I don't know, sewage maintenance employees. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The guy that pulls the dead rats out of the voice
0: management trains. Woo! You know? Right.
2: You know, I saw someone coming out of a subway the other day and I was like, Subway is
0: still still doing it. Good for them.
2: Yeah. They got the the first to put up up that. The subway
0: sandwich shop were the big platform by my house. Sorry, Trevor. what was
2: that? I was like, they're the first to put up that sanitary glass. I remember in our first walk-in restaurants, we were like, there's a glass here? they have to, like, yeah, 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 the
3: yeah, yeah. I want to
1: stop. <laughs> it's sneeze guards everywhere. That's that's how we get back from this. It's just sneeze guards everywhere. We just have yeah. to walk in single, single tubes and nobody touches anything. Like,
0: that's it, 100%. Like the cone of seclusion from back in the day on, like, what was it? Get smart, you know? Right. We all just wear a plastic bubble on our heads and walk around going <laughs> at each other all the time great
1: yeah it's it's so funny you when you you mentioned being super high at that uh self-tape paul because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking there's no better person to have been your session runner than trev because trev was probably also high so just right.
2: i was i always Did i always try to show my like borderline borderline like workable i'm like a little
1: bit right so you're like both relaxed each other you're like oh yeah boy. just so you know i'm high oh, no, no, God. So you know i'm high oh good oh so sick no that does help a lot for sure right i
3: wish like i wish when i was tripping out in school because looking back on it, i realized how many of my teachers were high i wish one of my teachers would have done me a solid like that just looked at me sitting at my desk red eyes been like I know that you're high. I know you're in grade 10, but guess what? It's visual arts and I'm high too. You're like, this teacher's
0: sick. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I caught, yeah, I, think, I caught, I was in arts. I, I was actually, I'm an artist and art major myself. I right caught, here. I caught two of my high school teachers smoking a joint in this alleyway. Walking through the, and it's funny. I was going to blaze myself and I ran into these guys and my one teacher palms, the spliff, you know, the classic, like flips it over in his hands. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So, what I did was I wanted to see how long he would act, like how much pain he would go through to pretend he wasn't smoking a dude. So I just stood there and started asking him name questions. I'm like, so uh, how's it going? <laughs> uh, how's your wife? Uh, you know, do you know what time it is? Uh, and then finally, I was like, oh, uh, I think your hand's on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, because like the smoke's just leaking out from his fingers, and he's cringing because it's it's you know. You can do that for a second or two, but then the cherry starts to burn the palm of your hand. Totally, yeah. So finally, Odyssey, he, finally, he just finally he just puts his hand behind his back, and I'm like, "What was that?" <laughs> and he's like, and he looks at me, and goes, "Mr. Malcolm, fuck off." And I was, yeah. I was like, "Yes." And then I pulled the blunt up from behind my ear and was like, "Seriously, man. Like, let's get real here." When we
1: reen- reenact, reenact yeah. when we reenact that scene for real in the in the series, that that guy's going to be on fire, but trying to like play it off like it's nothing.
0: So right? he's got a fantastic look too. He's a, he's, a, he's a middle-aged skinny guy with a really big bald head. And he started to sweat and get really intense looking because his hand is burning, right? So he's like, and I'm like, what's
2: wrong? I'm picturing like C- Christopher Lloyd and he's got like a spliff in his hand and like his, his lab coat catches on fire. And then, yeah, he's on fire. He's like, what are
0: you talking about? Oh, it's awesome. I also caught one of my science teachers ripping hash in you know, you know those vent hoods for the chemical experiments. Yeah. The guy gave me a fucking detention and he totally fucking forgot, obviously. I don't know why. Yeah. I show up and I walk in and, and he bangs his head on the thing, like, doom, trying to get out of it. And and you know he's got the knives in his hand, his little Bunsen burner and shit. He's a science teacher, a chemistry teacher, right? I'm like, uh, what's going on, Teach? He's like, uh, uh, nothing like it smells kind of interesting in here. You're doing some experiments, can I get extra credit? Let's check it out. He's like, No, 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 don't worry about it. It's fine, it's nothing. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And we had a kind of cool relationship after that because I could show up and kind of baked, and he was just like, Yeah, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, yeah, we know what's up eye to eye, we get each other now, you know. And now
1: yeah. that school is just over Zoom, it'll just be teachers looking at red eyes through Zoom with their kids through yeah, Zoom, yeah. And realizing. Are you that
0: high right now? Yeah. Like
1: seeing seeing smoke or hearing the bong off. Yeah,
0: but there's your but there's your answer. You just put a magenta filter, right, on your fucking camera, and you're like, no, the whole thing's red. Yeah. And you just uh, what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's just a filter. I, I don't know how to change the filter settings, Teach. I'm sorry. I'm too fucking stupid. You should teach me more.
2: Filter of my life.
0: So there you go, kids. There you go, kids. While you're taking your Zoom courses at home, all you have to do to fuck off your teachers is set a filter on your camera and pretend like you can't turn it off.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's of uh, like when we were kids, and we just pretended we were fucking retarded because we were, and we couldn't turn it off, and they had nothing to say about it because we fucking were
1: if there's any uh audience questions here we'll take an audience question chefs feel free to type them in but we we will That's uh,
2: been uh, on point with some great comments throughout right. so yeah, oh, Sheps, yeah. The Sheps, the no shadows though. Yeah. sorry
0: they've they've all been on point though chefs i'm down with that but you know what the subway sandwich in the mini mall near my house oh, yeah. fucking close, fuck right. closed and so you oh know, yeah I can't give them the thumbs up you want. I'm not going to. Yeah, not sorry, I'm sorry. I
2: thought,
0: I thought select locations. That sandwich artist, he fucked off, and he ain't doing shit for me, so I'm not going to give you any props whatsoever. Zero props.
1: No props. But we will give props to our listeners. Wherever you're listening or watching this, we thank you. We'd also Happy like to remind movie. you to share this with three friends and then force them to share it with three more and force them to share it with three more. Hit us up on Instagram at Thirty Nine DD Show on Facebook as well. Like us, subscribe on YouTube. Fucking do all the things, but share this out.
0: Well,
1: There's a like, question.
0: Yeah, my my favorite Subway out order, which is what we we just asked, is what, what my favorite takeout order, go to order is. It's funny. It's always the same thing. It's the it's the the cold cut combo. Okay. With bacon. And when they toast it, they gotta put onions on first. So the onions are a little bit brown, yeah, a little bit, right. brown. You know?
3: That's a huge move. I've never thought of that. Have the onions on first so they get a little bit grilled.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, huge. So pull out like a Quiznos move, like 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 exactly. a, a small yeah, bake exactly. on some things.
0: Loved loved for Quiznos that. move and not spending 12 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: true. exactly. Although now they're creeping up that chicken teriyaki.
1: Oh. Does Quiznos exist? Yeah, there's you still know, a one, two. I love it. Really? I love
3: Quiznos. I don't know why they got such a vibe. I thought it was done. No, Quiznos is good. They're just expensive. It's just, oh, yes, it are. is. But I mean, That's that small. is. Subway, Subway is bigger than McDonald's now, right? So it's, it's a tough competitor. Is it really? Yeah. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. You know? But uh my go-to my go-to actually people always find it interesting at Subway. I like the meatball marinara with mozzarella and I just leave it like that, just straight up. And like yeah. I don't even I don't even need it toasted, nothing, because I kinda like how the bun gets like a bit like the Italian herbs and cheese gets a bit like soggy with the marinara. Yeah. And
2: maybe
3: and maybe like a bit of mayo, maybe some of the garlic aioli they have. Salt and pepper, parmesan. You know that you can have parmesan too. A lot of people don't know about that's parmesan. right. They don't know that. That's true. true. Yeah, and that's on top. That doesn't count as your cheese. You can always have parmesan. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Speaking know of your rights. Know there, your rights. When you go to Subway, don't let them play with you. Know your rights. If they say that they're they're charging extra for extra cheese, call a lawyer. Do not let them play you like that. Know your rights. Parmesan is not extra cheese. They have that sandwich
2: artist. He is
0: not an artist. Yeah,
3: you that's could a call artist.
0: a lawyer. You could call a lawyer and spend a lot of money, or I mean, really, it's just a guy working a sandwich shop. So take a shit on one of his tables. It's gonna be the worst day of his life. That's it. Period. Yeah, you can do that too. So both
3: That's options, fine. both options are fine. They're both legal. It's probably by a law. hell of a lot more satisfying
2: in the moment too. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. have yeah. would be a I've great. A t- I- what? Go ahead. No, I'm just running my sandwich. Oh, nice. It's an Italian VMT with without toasted bun. On like mozzarella. And you get some sub sauce on there so that like the bread soaks up the sub sauce. Or okay. whatever kind of like other kind of s- toppings, like a little bit of black olives, maybe like some of those spinach leaves that they got like tucked under somewhere. hmm And uh, you know, a little mayo, a little light mayo, a little salt and pepper. No Light mail. Light meal no is a huge move. No touch. What does
3: BMT stand
2: for? Italian BMT. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's like it's questionable meat, I
0: guess.
2: I
3: don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bologna. Asked is, I should ask the artist. Maccoli,
0: Monta, Monta something, and um, like it's actually names of like weird Ooh. Italian meat. I actually do. Yeah, that. yeah I think like students? What so so Do you Morsola. get them, Yeah.
3: Yeah, bruschetta, yeah, exactly. mortadella. Hmm. Oh, snap, snap! I just don't know what the T is. Brasola, mortadella. That's He the, re- oh, the answer. Reveal the answer.
0: Sheps knows the answer, so let's bring it out, babe. Bring okay, yeah, it out. So what's the answer? DMT. DMT. Wait, Lars, do, do you have a guess?
3: Them. Uh. Oh, the most
1: Big meat. They see that. Stop that!
3: Come on.
1: That's oh wait! I can the give the you that right board.
3: now.
2: Hang
1: it's on a second. people call me? It's fucking. Uh Big meaty, tasty. <laughs> Just
2: for the record, all of wrong listeners. Uh, it's after the hour, so we are going wait. after hours on this yeah. the imagery. We're
1: off, we're off the rails now. Uh, I would, I would say I've I've gone through phases in my life. I've I'm old enough that I've had like five to ten years spans of stuff the meatball. Subway Remember the meatball sub for Mr. Sub? I, I went through log, long spans of where meat like like you, Paul, except I always add tons of vegetables, tons of peppers, tons for of sure. I usually forego regular lettuce, but if I get spinach, I'm a guac guy, I'll always throw extra guac. Um load it up. You would love a pita. You're, You're a pita. You're paying man. for that
3: guac, eh? You're paying for that guac at Subway.
1: Mm. It depends. Not always. It's expensive. you were
3: flexing. There. You're flexing for the podcast. You've never done it. You did it one time. <laughs> you regretted it. Baller no, no, guac. no.
1: I, I, I'll, I pay for guac, but I prefer not to. I pay for it reluctantly, feeling like I'm guys guac on guac. <laughs> guac.
0: The reluctant guac. The I reluctant B-Y-O- guac.
1: I, I'm really smart. I BYOG. I just bring my own. Bring <laughs> your own
0: guac. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You gotta roll, roll, us to the restaurants your own guac. Called,
1: called pocket guac. <laughs> he,
0: he did. You just walk in with that plastic tray from the top of your, your blender, you know, full of some ubiquitous sort of green, brown, worried <laughs> substance. you're like, yeah, I I, I beat my own G. It's my pocket quack, man. Pocket guac. Pocket <laughs> Love it.
1: Good, I like
0: green it. I like it. Um, you know what, the, yo, what I never understood? Yes. I never understood. I've never understood the fucking tuna sub. And I like tuna. The thing is, the tuna sub is Too much tuna for anyone to really enjoy. I think, you know, like even a six inch is more tuna than I, you know. They put it on with a fucking ice cream scoop. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: the most serving of all the protein they give. Yeah.
0: Like I'll make one. I'll make one can of tuna, and that makes like three sandwiches. You know what I mean? I will respect. Like those mysterious sandwiches, three sandwiches. Whereas like these guys are like, okay, line says four on the tuna. Let's oh, put, yeah. Let's put, let's put half a fucking tuna. Let's put half a fucking tuna on this piece of bread and sell it to a guy. You
1: know what they say? I've, yeah. never,
0: I've never tried that ever. Just from the look and the
3: smell, my entire life, I, I'm not doing it. I, I know that sounds crap. I think
2: we've all been scarred from the fish filet.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, not, just, I'm, not I'm not doing it. I'm
1: Bottom line is there's no meat that should be served from an ice cream scoop bingo shouldn't be a thing
0: that's like taco mm. bell it's like taco bell and the ground meat in a fucking cocking gun
1: i about i, to I disagree Paul i got something
0: for you and, and i had to think i feel like there's even
3: better options but for now my first go-to on that is sometimes you go to chipotle and chipotle has like that cuban style shredded beef
1: okay yeah. They're
3: sometimes pick They're sometimes picking that up in a scoop
1: that is good and that's yeah you're and that's right.
3: good meat that's great
1: yeah, AB I will admit I'm. See, corrected. Paul,
0: I think here's the thing. The, like the reason you like the meatball sub on the fresh bread, not toasted, so it kind of gets the sogginess of the of the marinara sauce. Correct. That sogginess, when it is basically mayonnaise and grease, is not nearly as fucking enjoyable. Which is why the tuna sub is always pretty gnarly. Yeah. You eventually, just got this like soggy fish wad that you're kind of chewing on, and I'm not sure yeah, if that's okay. So-
1: Bro, the tuna sandwiches Wait. are great for people who want to <laughs> eat, like
3: that. The tuna Dude, gets
1: is greasy? Well,
2: chef's yeah, uh, mean, chefs, is, <laughs> chefs is visual of too much tuna is correct.
3: The only tuna I've ever eaten is just like sushi tuna, and I like that.
0: But the tuna in a can, I can't, I, I can't even think about it. I don't even want to see it. Hmm. Well, look, I mean, there's uh, like I said, I make tuna salad sandwiches on a fairly regular basis. They're fine. You just, again, you don't put like you know, that much tuna on your bread. It's not worth it. You, you know, just a little bit of tuna, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of onion, that kind of thing. You know? Right. Awesome. Alright, folks, that's a our time. episode.
2: Too much tuna.
1: Too,
0: much
1: tuna. too much tuna.
0: Yeah. I'll
1: do the have opposite. I'll, I'll put two cans of tuna on one sandwich.
0: Yeah, that just sounds, that just sounds like a bad sexual position. You drop that bomb. Just move yeah. like that. You you have two cans of tuna. <laughs> Two tuna could could you paint, Paul? Could you paint that into the orgy, please? Too much tuna. Could you do right? Yeah, two
3: cans of tuna.
0: Done. Just going at it, it like it. You know, Chris, yeah, so you, uh, are you a
1: are you tuna fan? Or are you? I uh, always. Uh, I think probably, probably, yeah. As a kid, I think it was just around my house. So tuna sandwiches were popular. So it was just yeah. A, a really I, think really I, think I know my dad used to make you. them. That's yeah. what Chris yeah. is eating right now, actually. Chris, are you eating a tuna sandwich?
2: No, I'm, I'm eating a block of parmesan cheese. <laughs> it's back on the
0: parmesan It's the Italian
1: dry sauce. Oh, nice. That's classic. You got your own uh, charcuterie board.
0: He's yeah. making the sandwich in his mouth. He doesn't need bread. One no, bite of cheese, it. one bite of meat, and then a little wash bit of it. beer for the for the, for the wheat. You're deal. good. Your I'm stomach born. doesn't know the difference. Cajun, Cajun spice peanuts my bread okay hey, you know, that yeah, works fucking right man i'm loving you know. that
1: paul well, we don't have to wrap it up right now but uh where's the best place for people to connect with you instagram
3: yeah instagram paul thompson comedy on instagram that's probably the best best way yeah
1: and also high on trees you have a separate uh, instagram for that as well yeah it's just hot comedy is hot the comedy. yeah on trees comedy yeah. we'll link it up in the show notes but yeah everyone well, whenever listens, you
0: guys are whenever you guys time. are around doing anything live again please let me know I'd love to come down and hang with you man
3: yeah well I, I was talking to Trevor or, or Lars I think I was talking to Lars about it but yeah we want to kind of have like a cross thing we'd love to have you guys on too. have all three that of would you, be phenomenal I would love
2: that I would yeah. love that yeah we'd
3: have a lot of fun with that for yeah,
0: sure. I weird. wanted to
2: ask I wanted to I wanted to ask Bob have you bounced at a comedy
0: club before like a. like no yeah, have you No, I've never worked a comedy club. Thing is, the bounces of comedy clubs are a very different breed. Like Uh, I work in i work in an industry where we usually have to kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Comedy clubs are usually more like, well, we kinda throw you out. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't. I've got the skill set, but usually when you're gonna when you're gonna deploy a four hundred pound seven foot man, you don't do them for the easy stuff. You pull them in for the the hard sells, right? Right, so and I, I've worked I, comedy nights, I've worked comedy nights at other venues where it just so happened to be that night was comedy night, but I've never actually exclusively worked at a comedy club. I think technically
1: a comedy club bouncer is called a doorman as well. I don't know that they're bouncing, well, there,
0: there, there, there's, there's needed, the there's differentiation.
1: needed yeah, the
0: there's differentiation between bouncer and doorman is really how you see yourself, it's the same yeah. job, it's just a matter of right. how you handle it.
3: Yeah, I've, been, I've had a few shows where there's been, like, a, somebody who played the role of a bouncer. And I guess it is a doorman or whatever. But I was uh, pretty happy that they were there. Yeah. Leading up to us being quarantined, like, that last weekend of shows, the Friday and the Saturday, both shows, I almost, like, people tried to fight me on stage. People were so on edge before they cut it off. I had yeah, to up. <laughs> Yeah. It was crazy, man.
1: Was that because you were leaning into any, like, were you talking about the current situation? or Nope. Random nope. nope.
3: I actually I actually was kind of still am, too, making a point to be the one who didn't talk about it because everybody's talking about it. So I was just doing my own thing. It just so happened that people were just in dickhead moods, right? Because the crowds were half-full.
0: the levels were so high. Yeah, they couldn't help themselves. Yeah. It's actually so like true of anything.
3: Yeah, everyone had a That's chip right, on no, their shoulder. It was interesting. They were either the best audience, because I did three shows both nights. They were either the best audience or 95% of the audience was all just like, you know, yeah, we're not supposed to be going out, but we're going out anyway because we need comedy. So they were a good audience. But then every few shows, there was somebody in the audience who just had a chip on their shoulder and was just like, make me laugh. Like, I don't know. Like, they were treating us like weird and just heckling the whole show. And I was just dealing with hecklers, and they just were snapping and not understanding how it worked. And yeah, it was like one guy rushed the stage, and shit. It was it was crazy.
1: Yeah, tell us more about that. I want to hear about the guy who rushed the stage. Like, what, what, what actually? That, that was the last.
3: That was the last show I've, I've done. Last time I did stand up, which is like that,
1: a- that could be the last show of your career. It's like you never. Well, how did he go out? That was he went out with a bang. Almost got the shit beat out of him on stage. Right. So it was
3: like, uh, yeah. Basically, the whole show, this girl was just talking the whole time. She was a real estate agent, Asian girl, fake tits, like Oakville. You know, you know what's up, right? And uh, she was just talking the whole time. And she, it, it's one thing to talk and be like shh, but the whole time too, the bartender was going like, shh, 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 and this girl kept talking. But she was more talking down on the comedians. And uh, That's I don't know. Obnoxious. Yeah. And all the comics were kind of just like rolling with it. And she was kind of like, you know, dance for me, monkey. And I was, I was headlining. I was like, when I go on stage, like, we're not doing this at all. So here's the, this is kind of a confusing group of friends, but basically there was that girl and she was with her boyfriend. Right. And her boyfriend was like uh Asian guy as well. And seemed like a smart guy, you know, and out of the whole group, he just seemed like the one that was the most like, you know, had had his head screwed on his shoulders. You know what I mean? He was the strongest strain at the dispensary, right? So um then there was there were two other friends, and it was this really, really, like, hot girl who they kept saying was a sex worker, and she wasn't saying she wasn't, so that would make sense. And then her boyfriend was this guy who's just a classic, quintessential like, white douchebag, just like, you know, open, like, just like, you know, douchebag guy. And, uh, the second I got on stage, exactly, exactly, exactly. So the second I got on stage, the first thing I did was I just went right in on this girl because she'd been talking the whole time. So I looked at her boyfriend and I was like, you know, what's funny about you? I was like, you can't maintain eye contact with me because I'm going to say something and I'm going to be right. and You don't want me to be right. Right. This is what I'm saying in front of the whole audience. And I'm like, I can tell that for once in your life, you picked hot over smart because you know the whole time this girl's a fucking moron, but you're like, God damn, it's the hottest pussy I ever had a chance with. I'm like, I know that is a fact because I know for sure you guys have been dating for longer than three months and they're like, correct. And he still hasn't introduced you to his parents and shit got Ooh. so weird. And everybody started going fucking, you know, because I called him out and he knew <laughs> it was right. So then the one guy that had nothing to do with it, the douchey guy, was just like, you need to shut the fuck up. Tell your jokes, little comic. Tell your jokes. He's like, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. He started snapping, which was funny because the other guy didn't do anything that I actually was talking to. He just sat there quiet. The other guy felt the need to stand up for her. So I was saying, like, there's 15 people there. It's not a packed show. And four of the other people there are my friends. My boys are just who just performed. So in those moments, I'm like, please give me this story, you know, like, so I'm welcoming, yeah, come to the stage, you know, 100%, let's do it, but, you know, then eventually they just got up, and they were just snapping, and they were just like, this, this isn't very funny, and then they left, and then, yeah, I had to fucking win over the audience, that was it. It's okay, oh, that's back, awesome. back. you know what happened the night before? The night before, I did a show, and uh, it was a packed crowd, okay, and it was a hot crowd, and I nice. got on stage and the second I got on stage, I'm like kind of peering the room like a fucking quarterback, just like reading the situation. I didn't realize how intense I do that because I just caught this girl right away in the front row and I could just tell this girl's going to puke. She looks like that dizzy look and she's sitting here with her boyfriend. And I'm like, this girl's going to puke. And I'm like, I'm not continuing until she fucking either does puke, which would be hilarious. And I'm super down for it if she peeps in the middle of the show. Or you got to fucking get her out of here because she's too hammered. No, no, no. We're fine. We're fine. And I keep talking about it for 30 seconds. Lo and behold, after 30 seconds, and the crowd's laughing. I'm like, oh, it'd be so, and I keep saying it. I love it when people puke. I think it's so funny. Like, that's kind of like the bit that I'm doing. As I'm saying that, the girl does puke. <laughs> and then immediately falls into the <laughs> puke. And I was oh, wrong. Face first. So it was not funny. And it was not funny at all. Nobody's laughing. Everybody's acting like it's a fucking emergency. So people start freaking out. We need to get her help. And I'm sitting there with the spotlight, still have the mic. And the boyfriend's <laughs> trying to help. Right? And the boyfriend's trying to help. So I say to the boyfriend on the mic, I'm like, yeah, man, you should probably get her out of here. And he goes, You didn't think I you didn't think I'd think of that. You thought I did not And he starts yelling. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So he leaves. And then uh, he has to carry her out like this. And then I'm continuing on with my set while one of the door guys is cleaning up the puke and shit like that, right? And then, uh, yeah, like a fucking true G.
2: I must say, I brought it back. I was smashing. And, uh, yeah. The old old Bill Burr lost the room, brought it back again. Oh, you know what's funny? I hear a
0: lot of these stories because I know a lot of guys who are comedians. I mean, obviously, some of you are here right now. Yeah. I hear a lot of these stories from the other side of the uh, the fence, like standing on stage doing the doing the shows. And I I have the unfortunate effect on people that I, I I draw their attention when I'm in a crowd, you know. Yeah. So I was at a comedy show with my ex, and we I went to the bathroom, and I got up to go to the bathroom. The bathroom, of course, all the way across the fucking room.
3: So right. the guy's
0: on stage; he's not doing very great. Yeah, people are kind of that on me, like <laughs> you know, light laughs. It was okay. But he sees me walk into the bathroom, and well, he decides, this is his, yeah, this is his opportunity to, you know, to point out someone in the audience and try and make a set piece out of it, you know, a bit, right? Right. So he kind of heckles me, like, where are you going there, Giant? Taking the show away, blah, blah, blah. This, I'm like, well, actually, I was just going to go take a piss, man, but that's cool, you know? I'm an easy target, so laugh away. It's fine with me. Ha-ha, right? So mm. I'm sitting at this table, and... It turns out this is at that that's at, uh Yuck Yucks down on uh Richmond. When was right. it, Richmond. They have all the the photographs of comedians by the booths, right? hmm It just so turned out I was sitting in a booth that had a picture of this guy in it, like front and center, right in the middle of the booth, like right there. When you look back against the wall, you know, stage is here, but the wall behind me. there he is, twenty right. years ago, when the motherfucker still had hair. Right. So. This guy comes down later and he's walking by after he heckled me for a good fucking 10 minutes about, you know, just going to the bathroom in a bar. I was like, oh, look at the giant guy go to the washroom. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, okay, thanks, man. So he walks by. I'm like, hey, I got one question for you. He's like, well, what's that? And I'm like, where the fuck did your hair go? <laughs> oh, man, his face drops like stone cold. He's like, what? And I pointed the picture. I'm like, yeah, that's you, right? This guy had hair. Well, you know, was it radiation treatment or something? And he's just like looking at me like, and I'm like, what? It sucks when someone points out your physical deformities, isn't it? Or your uniqueness or whatever, your individuality. So, yeah, uniqueness. Fuck uniqueness. You. If you're going to, yeah. he- and that's the thing I've always wondered. if you're going to heckle someone, that's cool. I don't mind. And the same thing is, I've seen comedians also trash guys in the audience making fun of them and shit like that too, which is amazing. But if you're yeah. going to point someone out who's just at your show having a good time, not causing a scene, nothing, oh, and totally. you can't even handle someone being like, well, now you're bald. What the fuck? And you get all mad? It's like he was he was really pissed off. And luckily I knew the security. That's how I got tickets, right? I know the guy that works there. So he goes and talks to security. He's like, he's like I, I want you to talk to this guy about his behavior. And the, and the guy looks over, sees that it's me, and says to the guy, There's nothing I can do about his behavior. (laughs) Like, literally nothing. Like, that guy's behavior is above my pay grade. Right. Paul, you're a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Great, great, great 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 ad. Thank
1: you, guys. That was a lot of fun. Good 420 time. Some tokes. I just want to say, you know, thank you for everyone who came on. Could we all share one more here before we sign off? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think, absolutely
1: I think that would be appropriate, yes, in all let's do it right happy four twenty across the borders, oh yeah, Sheps, come on in here. Sheps with the uh most valuable audience the m v a award
2: mm-hmm.
0: if we yeah, could uh,
2: if we could post some of Sheps uh internet. Visuals, those are great. Grab some screen grabs there, they're kind of epic. Fuck
3: yeah.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much once again for coming to join us here in this happy little place we call 39 Drunken disorderlies It's it's where our minds meet, melt, and merge. And I am so absolutely honored and, and joyful that we can share this time together every Monday. So once again, prisoners are pandemic. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay sane. And, uh, I mean, that's it for me. Any, any, any closing words, gentlemen? Oh,
1: well, it's been beautiful sharing. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Stay happy, stay uh-huh. healthy, stay creative. Be creative. There's no excuse not to be creative. If you think that you're not an artist, you're just fucking lazy. Pick up a fucking yeah. apple. Here's, my, here's my, my tip to everybody. Find an apple, find an object in your house, draw that object, take two minutes. Two minutes and draw that object. Do that every day. And if you think you're not an artist, look at that apple on day 30. You're going to surprise yourself. You actually are. Quite oh,
0: Look, weird. I'm working on a horse.
3: I love it. I love I it. I
2: spy with my little eye every day. Got to do it. Work the imagination. Yes, right. sir. Stay creative.